rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.01 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Uh, we hope that you guys are all doing good today. It's Friday, the 24th of June, and it's a nice day outside. It really is, yeah. Really nice, yeah. yeah. Totally, yeah. Uh, we got birds chirping. We got a nice fountain where we are. I don't know where you are, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I know where some of you are. Some of you, some of you right now are putting on makeup in the mirror. Some of you are driving to work. Some of you write this early in the morning. That's what you're doing. You're sipping coffee in your little blue West Aurora alumni cup, and you're at your computer doing emails. I know what you do. Uh, but good morning to all of you great people. Emily's here. See, we know what they do. Mm, okay. How's that for a horror movie? Wow, that's creepy, man. <laughs> Jeez. Early as hell. Damn. Is Curtis here? What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Um, but we've got a great show for you guys today. We have a dear friend who is making his part two on the show. Mm -hmm. We have a filmmaker, mm -hmm. Navy vet, yeah. uh, an all-around cool guy, a horror film fan. Uh, and that trailer superlatives leads to Aaron Hawkins. How you doing, brother? Good. How are you doing? All right, man. Good to have you again. Yes, yes. Good to it's have you back. It's a pleasure. Man. It's, it's a lot of fun first time, so I was like, okay. Gotta come back on and talk to you some more. Yes, and uh, so when we talked to you the last time, you had a movie in the works, mm -hmm. and now you've got a premiere of yes. that movie. Yes, congratulations, man! Thank you, big Thank time, you. big time. Thank you. Uh, Charlestown, 18th Street, uh, in St. Charles, July 17th. Uh, tickets are available for Evil Lurks. Come on, check out the world premiere of Evil Lurks. Is anyone safe? Well, damn. <laughs> Is anyone safe, Aaron? We'll, be, we'll start there. <laughs> well, I mean, you'll have to see the movie to find out. Okay. Um, to see with whoever dies or who doesn't die. Okay. I mean, who knows? All right. And it's just one of those movies you're just going to have to watch and pay attention to because there's some Easter eggs in it and a lot of, a lot of, sim there's some symbolism in it for certain scenes and numbers and things like that. So, All right. Yeah, yeah it's at Charlestown 18 in St. Charles, so. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Crazy Rock Films. Yeah. That's your studio. That is that is my uh, film company, yes. All right. Yeah. Congratulations, my Thank man. You. Thank you. Cheryl Brownell caught me. Good morning, y'all. Good to see you, Cheryl. <laughs> Tracy Hodges is here. Happy Friday to you as well, Tracy Hodges. Get to know Tracy Hodges in Restoration 1 of Fox Valley. Any kind of damage you have. Smoke, fire, or mold, they can take care of it for you. Trusted professionals in the industry. The time is 8.04. Okay, so it's Friday. Um, now, I, I was talking to you off camera and mm -hmm. off mic, but uh, we're going to talk about this 4th of July parade thing. 
that's going on here. We'll get to that. Oh, you got you got opinion on that too. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, yes, our dear do. listeners here in the city of Aurora, this came to a shock to a lot of them. So we'll talk mm-hmm. about that, ladies and gentlemen, coming up here in a moment. But um, before we get into it, Aaron, where were you born and raised? I was actually born in St. Charles and raised in Batavia, Illinois, which is the neighboring town to Aurora. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now, how did you get your start in film? Oh, man. <laughs> well, it goes all the way back to when I was 13, and I am, <clears throat> cough, cough, 47 years old now. <laughs> you look uh, good, my brother. You don't, I, look, you don't look a day over 46. So. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm hiding on my brother. Sure. Oh, my Sure. <laughs> like I started when I was in junior high school, just designing, uh, just drawing cartoons and things like that. Okay. And then it progressed from there from high school to designing houses and architecture class. And then did my stint in the military, Navy and Army. Okay. And I was, I get bored real easily because mm-hmm. I'm an artist. And if I'm not inspired, I just, okay, yeah, design and walk away kind of thing. Right. And went to school for graphic design and got a degree in that. And Everything that you see, the poster, everything like that, end credits, everything for this movie is designed by me. Okay. Um, you know, all the all the lettering and stuff like that. I picked the lettering myself because that's what I wanted. And, yeah, I mean, I got started in this industry. Gosh, when was it? Too far long to tell. But I can tell you, I went to black box acting in Chicago. Okay. And was trained in the Meisner technique, which is in it in of itself a little bit difficult to explain mm-hmm. unless you actually you know get involved in it and things right. like that it just makes you more fearless actor the meisner technique meisner technique yes yes okay. actors and filmmakers out there know what i'm talking about um if they've ever like experienced it and actually you know trained by it okay under it. so yeah i mean it to me, it made me more fearless. I thought I was fearless being in the military, and I was like, "Okay, cool, did this." No, <laughs> right? This this opened up a lot more, like within myself, to be okay. Yeah, it's okay to, you know, do whatever on camera, okay, kind of and have no regrets. Um, Saul Olivas, good morning to you as well. Um, to have no regrets on the camera. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, um, I feel like I feel like that just being creative sometimes. Mm-hmm. As I told you, like we redid the studio in here, mm-hmm. um, and I knew what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I had it in my head, sat you down, and mm-hmm. realized that that's exactly what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah you got to be creative. Yeah, you got to be creative and just go for it. Because I mean, that's what that's exactly what I do with this movie. Um, between myself and my and my co-writer, okay. uh, that's that's what we did. That's what I wanted. I wanted to just take a risk, take a chance. I mean, there was things like, well, uh, my co-writer's like, well, well, what if uh, this actor gets up and starts singing? I'm like, why not? Let's right. do it. Yeah. Let's see how it works. If it doesn't work, we can cut kill him. Yeah. We can kill it. And <laughs> we can kill him. Yes, we can do that. Or we can just. Refilm. We can redo <laughs> right. the. We can redo the scene so that she's not dancing. Right. You know. So I mean, there's some stuff that hit the cutting room floor that I think looked good when we were filming at the time, but didn't make sense 
in the overall scheme of things when we put together the movie. So. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the time is 8.08 a.m., ladies and gentlemen. Okay, so let's get into the news of the day here in the city of Aurora. For those of you who do not know, the city has deemed that the Aurora 4th of July parade is not going to be a parade at all. It'll be a procession. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, a procession. Let's read together. City of Aurora's 4th of July parade will look different this year than in past years. A procession of city-related vehicles will be held around the city instead of the traditional parade downtown. Several parade volunteers received emails from the city's community event manager stating, due to a variety of factors and after careful consideration, the city is shifting the parade to a vehicle procession. The memo said they will not need any volunteer assistance the morning of the parade. Aurora officials said, and in order to reach the broader community, including senior citizens and nursing homes, the city is moving from the traditional downtown parade route to a community procession, including public safety vehicles and a, quote, trolley of heroes, close quote, filled with local veterans. The city previously used this format in 2020 due to the pandemic, but returned to the downtown parade in 2021. Officials have also noticed a declining number of spectators at the parade over the years. Um, Dozens of Aurora residents posted about the parade change on Facebook to protest their outrage. Um, Yeah. So what do you guys think about it? Let me know in the chat what you think. The time is now 8.09 a.m. Aaron, what do you think? (laughs) The minute you said procession, my mind went to funeral. Right? And poor choice of words. Now, extremely see, poor choice of words. This is what I feel about you. Let's back that up because that alone mm-hmm. was the first mistake in trying to sell a good idea. You got to know what to name it. Yes, exactly. Don't call it a, profe- a procession. And then they mentioned something about. I would have called it an entourage or anything. Yeah. yeah. They mentioned some, some, something about veterans. What are they doing? Put them on the back of a, a pickup truck or what? I'm, well, you I'm know, veterans. Confused. I mean, let's be honest. We're cool in the back of a pickup truck. You know. Yes, we're yeah. cool no matter what we're, no yeah. matter we're right. We could be in a Yugo and be cool, man. I mean, <laughs> get out of here. Let's go. Yep, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, that whole shame on Aurora for that. That's that's wrong. I mean, a whole parade is to be walking it and having fun and you know community involvement and things like that. And if you're part of like let's say the VFW, you walk it and hand out flyers and stuff like that. Who exactly. knows who you're going to touch right. or what veteran is out there or right. whatever that might be interested in joining that VFW. Right. Didn't even know there was a VFW in that area or right. whatever. I mean, That's what the kid needs to see. He needs to see the guy in uniform walk up to him with mm-hmm. his mom and hand him that little kid that flyer. Exactly. Membership. Exactly. Wow. American Legion. Yeah, yeah. Or it, or whatever. I, yeah, I mean, or, yeah, I mean, if it's a little kid that's now old enough to be in the military, then that might spark them to, like, okay, I might want to join when I'm 18 or whatever. Right. Or any Or any organization, for that matter. You know, even myself as a filmmaker, if I walked in a parade, I would have a banner. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would, it's good to promote businesses that way. Right. And... Uh, they missed the mark, honestly, and that's frustrating. Um, now, here's here's what I think. I think that it's, I think it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But I have to say that we've seen you and I talked about this before the camera came on. We've seen a rise in violence 
mm-hmm. on soft targets. Mm-hmm. We saw the white supremacist dudes got arrested, 39 of them in Idaho. Yeah, in Idaho. In Idaho. Yeah. Weapons, all kinds of bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, law enforcement and police have information that we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They monitor for online threats and activity and communications about who to attack, when to attack, and what to do. Mm-hmm. So perhaps there's a safety element that could have been had and averted too. Like, hey, you know what? Let's make a procession as opposed to a parade. Now, now, <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, these are the things that yeah. we all have to take into account in a big city, right? That's yeah, that's true. I mean, you make a good And we have no point. idea. We don't know. Yeah. Right. What do no. we know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think in the comments. Norma Peterson's here. Good morning, Norma. The American Legion Post 84 was responsible for the parade for years. It was their biggest fundraiser. The city took it back last year, and now this is what they're doing. Facts. That's a fact. Okay. True. They just proved, proved a little bit of a point there that I made right. about that, about businesses and our organizations. I mean, that's how that's one way that they get their numbers up. I right. Mean, I am part of an organization in uh, Elburn, um, okay. a Masonic Lodge, and we're going to be in a parade. We're having a pieing contest out there and everything like that, and right. pie, pie pie baking contests and stuff like that. And I'm one. I'm going to be one of the judges, and it's good community involvement. And a lot of people didn't even realize that we were still in existence in that in that area because I posted on Masons, yeah, in Elburn, okay, in Elburn, yeah. When there's a Masonic Lodge there. People didn't realize that we were still around doing things, but mm-hmm. no, we're very, very much active. Just, right. You know, people don't get out and see us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, the uh, a lot of the service, cl- you know, a lot of those clubs, Elks mm-hmm. as well, those clubs are uh, mm-hmm. not as prominent as they used to be. Some of those old halls and buildings are now being used for other things. Yes. So, yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they are. But, I mean... What it boils down to is community involvement, and I don't think seeing city trucks or some random like truck with a snowplow on it in a in, in a procession is going to really inspire community involvement. But wait a minute now, <laughs> but but let's let's talk yes, about yes, this. Yes, oh, hold on, sorry guys. Oh boy, remix. <laughs> <laughs> um, what Emily says it sounds like they're setting up a precedent to not have certain other parades in the future. I think that's a stretch. I saw a com- I saw a comment yeah. about that just last night. It's payback. For- that's a. I think that's a stretch because, again, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is not helping to make us like the city's not liking people more because of this. No, no. So I don't. I don't see people. Like choosing to shoot themselves in each foot every day, right? Yeah, like, yeah, I mean, yeah. let's make another bad decision. <laughs> like, I I don't see it like that. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's it's an interesting. Yeah, it is an interesting situation. I mean, man. I mean, I I understand what she's saying. I mean, I mean, I didn't attend. I I did hear. I did watch on online as far as like well they were gonna not do the pride parade and then it was back on it was back i was they're going back and forth with it. right and then i think ultimately it happened yeah it, right. ultimately it happened i think didn't the aurora police like pay like triple overtime to police officers to oh yeah help? they was paying oh yeah 
Yeah, you so, were, yeah. It was a, it was a good day to make money that yeah. day. I would have worked it. It was small <laughs> absolutely, time. Yeah. absolutely. I would have worked yeah. it too. But I mean, I mean that that should have shown right there that there was commun- that there was community involvement and from drawing from other communities as well. Right. Um, so I'm going to tell. So here's a story about about the topic that we're talking about and about the public safety aspect. Because mm-hmm. again, my I'm not a person who believes that you know. Uh, the evil city council decided that they're not. Ah, ha, ha, we're just. I, there is a reason. What that reason is, we have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I'll tell you this quick story, uh, an anecdote for folks. The day of the pride parade, it was really rainy mm-hmm. in the morning time. Super rainy. I had that camera. Mm-hmm. That's a you know when it came out, what fifteen thousand dollar camera? Yeah. I had that camera. That tripod had the whole setup, but it's raining. Mm-hmm. I cannot get that camera wet. So mm-hmm. what I did was I went into the parking garage on Stolp and Downer. Yes. Right yes, here. Yes. And I was in like the second tier mm-hmm. in the corner, covered, but I got a good shot. Uh, and as a veteran, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> as a veteran, um, it was the greatest place you could be. Yeah. There was also a police officer down in the middle of the street. And if anybody has good eyes, it's law enforcement. I know that he had to see a guy up there. So anyway, long story short, yeah. two police officers come up there. Mm-hmm. And they, they're like, what are you doing up here? I'm like, oh, I'm just trying to catch some footage. I got this camera. I can't get it wet, so I'm up here to catch the parade. Oh, who you with? And I told him I was with Good Morning Aurora. Yeah. And they like this. Oh, they're like, oh, what? That's you? But they told me. <laughs> and no, 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 they said, listen, we can't have people in this parking garage. Why? Because people have thrown, and it was pride, mm-hmm. people have come up here and thrown shit off of the garage and all this other kind of people have oh, done that. Man. Um, and they, But they said, look, but we see you up here doing, so we're going to leave. <laughs> they were like, we're, you can do what you want. They said, but if our sergeant comes up here, he's going to make you leave. Mm-hmm. They were like, so you can do what you want with that. And then they left. They just left. Sure enough, about 30 minutes later, like five police officers came up there. Yeah. Whoa. And they came up there and they're like, what are you doing up here? And I told them the same thing. And uh, they were cool. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that's, that's cool. But they told me in no uncertain terms, like, okay, well, listen, you have to, you, you can't be in this parking garage. So you can post up anywhere you want, mm-hmm. but you just can't be here. So I left. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. went, and, uh, and then miraculously, it got sunny and the day went well. But I understand that element of it. Mm-hmm. And things may have to be changed. Yeah, yeah you may yeah. have to undergo the worst inconvenience, but yeah, that's true. You know, that's very true. Um, but anyway, let us know what you guys yeah. want to see. The time is now eight eighteen a.m. Um, all right, so let's talk horror movies now. All right, and let's talk about what Evil Lurks is all about. And let me cover this for folks so they can't see. I don't want the QR codes. <laughs> All right, here is the... I'm covering the QR code, ladies and gentlemen, but here it is. Evil Lurks. You see that? That's the premiere coming up. Um, Tell us about Evil Lurks, man. Oh, man. I started writing this as a short film back in late 2017. Okay. I would write, delete, write, delete, and do go through that whole process because I just didn't like the way it was done. And I just continued writing, writing, writing. I wrote it with the intention of it being a 40-minute short film. Because in order, in order to be accepted for the Oscars or whatever, Academy Awards, it has to be 40 minutes or less. Okay. So that was my goal. Enter in 2018 at my daytime survival job. Um, 
<laughs> gentleman by the name of Chris Stern. In fact, he's a, he lives in Aurora right now. He lives off of Church Road. And he saw the poster that I was designing, and it is an iteration of this, but just the letters, the font was a little bit different. And he goes, what is this? And I told him what it was. It's a movie that I'm writing, things like that. And he got interested, and long story short, he wanted to be a part of it. Okay, cool. I was like, you know what? I need a character. And I need you to play this this role. And his his, his role, he plays a hypnotist. Hypnotist, uh, not 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 the client, but the hypnotist guy right. uh, named Harold. And we actually started rewriting the whole entire thing in 2018. Fast forward to May of 2019, first tripod on the ground in Batavia. We did that was our first scene that we filmed, and then we filmed like on weekends where we could for the next six months. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the lo- one of the locations we actually filmed at was the bar in Luigi's in Aurora, okay, which was pretty cool. Um, that was a lot of fun, and the film was in the can by around November, December. Okay, we all know what happened in 2020, so let's not talk about that. Even though that was a horror, <laughs> st- that was a horror, for- that was a horror film in of itself, right? And then we just started. Um, after that, we just started editing. We're in, we've been in post production for now two years. Okay, um, seems like a long time. But we on we intentionally and and or unintentionally because of COVID had to do it that way, right? Because um, we 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 couldn't realistically release it in 2020. Then we pushed it to 2021. Like, no, let's let's give us more time. So we decided we're going to release it in July of this year. Okay. A lot of special effects, a lot of sound effects, a lot of a lot of cool things going on. You know, obviously you got. Sometimes you have to re-record audio, mm-hmm. you know, ADR, and you know we had to do that for a couple scenes. But overall, it looks good. It sounds good. We I've watched this movie now six times, okay. five times on my TV to to look for any sound deficiencies. And then on Monday of this week, we tested it actually at the theater and the theater room that we're going to be in. And wow. Okay. Is all I can say is, if you like horror movies, if you like a movie that messes with messes with your mind, this is for you. Okay, Evil Lurks, yes. ladies and gentlemen, you heard about it here. <laughs> Aaron Hawkins and Evil Lurks, very cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's get another zoom in on that great liar right there. I'm trying to block the QR code so it doesn't start scanning and take <laughs> you guys elsewhere out of the show. All right. So, what did you um when making this? What did you learn in, 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 in the doing of it uh, that differed from the, the being taught? You know, you, it, people learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And then in practice, when you're doing it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, the cow, right? It's like boot camp and the fleet. Two different things. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, so what, were the, what were the penny drop moments of doing this that made you like, wow, okay, this, I'm really in the big leagues here? Yeah. You already knew that, but of course. Yeah, I already, I already knew that. But, I mean, the one thing I would have to say is because I, I've i done a lot of background work on a lot mm-hmm. of shows in Chicago. And, in fact, almost all of them, which is kind of scary to even talk about. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> such a long time ago. But I was always the person to observe on set and watch how they do it. I'm like, you know what? When I get my stuff up and running, I'm going to emulate what these 
big guys are doing, right. but on a smaller scale because, you know, independent films and things like that. But even, you know, even still, the one thing that I would take away from this whole entire filming is don't, I would say, oh gosh, this is tough because, man, <laughs> I've learned so much doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, time management is huge. Okay. Um, I felt that we managed our time good, but we could have done better. Um, like one day we were on set for over 18 hours in two locations, one location in Waukegan and one location in Batavia. That was a very long day. Right. And, we, and our call time for the very next day, I think it was like 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning, and we didn't wrap until like one thirty in the morning. Yikes. Yeah, and I'm like, no, no, no. Sleep in, right? <laughs> Sleep in because everything is an interior shot. So that would, that was, that was part of it mm. uh, as far as planning goes. Um, also capturing just as much as you can. I think based on other sets I've been on, they may have or may have not captured everything that they could. I think we captured. Everything that we could, and then some. I mean, it's important to if you have a if you if you question it in your mind, like, ooh, do we need that two shot? Ooh, do we need an over the shoulder or do. or or a shot of like like an actor looking up like this at the at the ceiling or sky? If it's part of the storyline, you feel it can fit, do it. Because what's the worst? That, what's the worst that can happen? You don't use it, right? That's the worst that can happen, and it takes up room on your. Uh, one terabyte <laughs> external hard drive, uh-huh. which I happen to fill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that thing's like easy that. to fill it up though. I Boy, had, it is. Mm, yeah, yep. I mean, I bought a two terabyte hard drive just for storage of this movie to archive it. That way, I can free up space right. on my other one. But um, yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing I would say that I learned is like if if you think the shot is stupid, just do it. Interesting, you know, man. The time is 8.26 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We're here with our friend Aaron Hawkins and Evil Lurks to premiere Charlestown 18 um, in St. Charles. Mm-hmm. You know, I messed that up. I said I thought it was 18th Street, <laughs> but St. Charles. Uh, Charlestown okay. 18 yeah. in St. Charles. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. July 17, 2020. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. We have the... Uh, Flyer and QR code here for you guys, and we'll put that, uh, I'll make a separate post about that later on. Good morning to you if you're just joining us. Gloria Gerardo, good to see you. Um, and Cheryl Brownell, yes, she says she's very disappointed about the parade news. Doesn't sound like it will be much fun or mm-hmm. community connection. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree. I totally agree with that. I agree. I, I, yeah, the, the fun parade versus city procession, obviously. The fun is going to be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, are they going to put, like, black buntings all over their cars? Is it going to be funeral? I mean, it'll I don't be, know. It, it'll be just like the one that happened last time. Bunch of fire trucks, bunch of APD um, SUVs, staff in their personal vehicles, City of Aurora banner and display stuff, maybe some balloons tied around you, you know, your side mirror there, and... uh you know, dad hanging out the back, who's a city employee too, while the wife drives. You know, city procession. 
Honey hit Starbucks and then we'll jump back in line. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know, right? It's just not even juicy no more. No, it's just not no, even fun. Like, no, it just no. doesn't even, Mm-mm. it doesn't Mm-mm. excite you. Uh, but here's something that will excite you. So a couple things going on this weekend that are very good. Um, number one, the second annual walkathon is taking place. And this is going to be uh, Sunday, yeah, the 26th. Uh, from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Wabonzi Park. Uh, that's 4200 to 2398 Fox Valley Court. If you know Wabonzi Valley High School, it's the nice walkway and path with the little body of water back there. Um, it's a really nice place. Second Chance um, is a nonprofit. Uh, your $25 donation is encouraged. Your $25 donation goes to providing meals and other items very much needed by our homeless population here. In Aurora, Calvin Wilson is a dear friend of the show. Uh, for more information, you can call 331-454-0982. The number again is 331-454-0982. Also, don't forget that uh, the Pollinator Festival is taking place this Saturday, uh, tomorrow from 1 to 6 p.m. at Phillips Park Zoo. Now listen to this. Food trucks, plant sale, beer garden, family activities, Pop-up farmer's market and pollinator partners. Ooh. Mm. Damn. Said yeah, food, they said food trucks and beer. Yeah, you had me right there, right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the Pollinator Festival is taking place at Phillips Park Zoo. Go on out there uh, tomorrow. Looks like it'll be a very good time. And uh, last but not least, get ready for the next Social Justice Committee meeting which will be Monday, June 27th at 5.30 p.m. State Representative Barbara Hernandez and local organizer and activist Penelope Torres uh, join them for a discussion on myth-busting trans community stigmas and current work being done for the community. Uh, This will be via Zoom. I have the flyer, not the link. I will post the flyer for you guys on our social media. Once again, don't forget, your hashtag for local Aurora News is hashtag Aurora News. And hashtag Aurora Media everywhere. LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Face Bizzle, wherever. All, we got all of the things. TikTok. You got TikTok? Yeah, I don't use it. Well, why do you got it, man? What's I, I it? don't know. Because one of my friends had it and she, she posted her TikTok live that she was doing. She was doing some creative artwork or whatever. And I was like, I was watching, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And she goes, you should get it. I'm like, okay, sure. So I download it, never use it. Right. Make some horror talks, man. Some scary talks. Uh, yeah. Terror talks. I could do. Ooh, uh. Oh, I could do something like that. You know, you could do a lot of cool stuff with these apps and uh, all these um, phones and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the last thing about the parade that we were talking about, um, Mm -hmm. uh, let me see here. The last thing about the parade. So here's the procession of it. So this year's 4th of July procession will begin at Phillips Park on the Aurora's east side at 10 a.m. Travel past Sunny Mirror Nursing Home before going through downtown. The procession will continue through the west side of Aurora, travel back east on Indian Trail to the far east side before heading south on Eola Road. The procession will conclude at Aurora Fire Station 12 at Eola Road and Haffenrichter. Hmm. That is a long procession. Yeah. Now, it's not a parade, but the route will have designated, quote, candy zones, close quote, where procession will slow down in candy will be distributed to spectators. Isn't that? Are you not entertained? Isn't that enough for you, Aaron Hawkins? 
Not really. Dear people of the world, you'll get candy. Um, Tracy Hodges says, got you, uh, with the alliteration, Terror Talks. Mm. They like that. That's Come on, good, man, think okay. about it. Terror and you talks, heard it okay. here. You okay. heard it here. Terror Talks, man, I'm telling you. Um, the annual 4th of July fireworks, ladies and gentlemen, fireworks. Don't forget, fireworks going to be happening um, later in the evening of the 4th at River Edge Park and McCullough Park with fireworks beginning at 9.15 p.m. River Edge Park will feature DJ Suave Smooth and food vendors. McCullough Park will feature DJ Pena and family-friendly entertainment. Food trucks will be available at the new water park promenade. So, yeah, you're not going to get a parade. You're not getting a parade at all, but you will get a procession. You will get to see all of your city officials, and you will get candy. So be happy with that. Good morning, Aurora. <laughs> happy Friday to you as well, Tracy Duran. Um, so here's my next question. Sure. And this is the this is the question, probably the most important question of all. Mm-hmm. What makes a good horror movie? What are the elements that one must have for a good horror movie if you're trying to you're trying to make a good horror movie man well i mean you need there's there's different subgenres within the horror horror realm to begin with so i would like to say the very i would say the staple is blood you gotta have blood in a horror movie i mean what's the point i mean if you're not gonna have blood you might as well be watching driving miss daisy Okay. You know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, killing blood, that sort of thing. I think those those two are pretty important. Um, with mine, you're going to see killing. You're going to see blood. I mean, the blood is, I'm going to leave it up to interpretation, but there is blood. Um, and, yeah, mine is a supernatural kind of mess with your mind. There's some drama and there's some there's a couple of comedic elements in it as well. Okay. Um, in fact, one of the scenes that we were filming on the 18-hour day, um, one I just kept the camera rolling just because, and for no apparent reason, and my actor was going through his scene and he he injured himself. He injured himself. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing too severe. Okay. But he he audibly said something i'm trying not to give too much away but he audibly said something that the camera and the camera the audio picked up and we used it it was an oops but we used it okay so which is cool but getting back to that i mean horror films well (laughs) jump scares i they're okay We, we tried not to overplay them in ours there are a couple I mean, but we tried to steer away from them because this movie is more of a mess with your mind movie kind okay. of thing. That's what we were focusing on, and the movie is abnorm is abnormally longer than nor it's longer than normal. Um, typically, a horror movie is what hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-mm. <laughs> How long is yours? Two hours and twenty eight minutes long. Two hours and twenty eight minutes. A yep. Titanic of horror, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yes, but I will say. From beginning to end, there's no shortage of um, excitement, okay. horror, and that right. sort of thing. Even the end credits. I did something that I have not seen personally in end credits, and I'm sure I'm hopeful. Hopefully, no one else has seen before. So we'll see how that plays out. 
Daniel Barrero is here. Good morning to you as well. TGIF. That's the acronym of the day. Thank God it's mm-hmm. Friday. It's been a heck of a week, ladies and gentlemen, mm-hmm. but we've made it. We had some great interviews this week, so we're glad to be here. We have our dear friend Aaron Hawkins mm-hmm. back on the show. Aaron, since we got the... Hold on, let's put the camera on you. <clears throat> let's wave to the people, man. What's How you doing? Yes. Aaron Hawkins, part two. Yes. Evil Lurks. <laughs> if you are just tuning in, this movie here, Evil Lurks. Uh, we interviewed Aaron last year, and he had this in the works. And now the premiere is July 17th. Charlestown 18, St. Charles. You heard it here on Good Morning Aurora. So congratulations to Aaron. Thank you. No doubt, man. Was it last year? Uh, Yeah. Dang. I believe it was. I believe it was March of last year, March or April of last year. Oh, my gosh. I thought it was pre-COVID. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. <laughs> it, time because we started in COVID. <laughs> we started in March That's of right. 2020. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or we started in we started in April of 2020, but the Got first it. interview I, the first episode I actually kept from recording mm-hmm. was in May. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Cindy awesome. Morales is here as well. Uh, thank you, man. So, yeah. Um, jump scares. You said it's not heavy on jump scares. Jump scares are just those quick. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's not heavy on jump scares. I mean, like I said, it's it's a it's I'll, it's a psychological horror film. Am I boring you all of a sudden? No, my bad. <laughs> that was terrible. My bad. See, I should have the camera just on you. Just what a ball buster! <laughs> what a ball buster! <laughs> Hey man, how could you do me like that, man? My own show. <laughs> Sorry. No, you know what? I, um, Aaron, you know, you know how it is. Really. Yes, I do. Yes, it's I hectic, do. man. It's hectic out here. I've been it's up since hectic. I've been up since uh, three thirty. Man, I've been up since three thirty, man. Yep, I know the feeling. Oh, I so know yeah, the feeling. I've been messing with that green screen too. That's good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, the, uh, getting back to the movie. Yeah, the movie is a supernatural horror mess with your mind. It's. Like I said, it does have some jump scares in it, but nothing over the top. Nothing, you know. I'm not. I'm not gonna like every other scene. A jump scare. That's mm-hmm. me. That's overkill. I'm curious how it was working with actors and 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 sourcing actors for this. Were they all people that you knew, or did you go through the process of looking at headshots and uh, and and you know, kind of, I guess, auditioning and having those kind of auditions for what you needed in the right time, in the right place, in the right person. A lot of them. I already knew and have worked with in the industry before. Okay. There were a couple that I we did have an audition for. Um, it's actually the lead role of name of Kimberly, and she's she's the female lead in my movie. And I should say our movie because this movie is more is less about me, but more about everyone else in the movie okay. and that's involved. We did an audition with her. <clears throat> it was a rush call, actually. Because um, my my lead that I had previously had had prior commitments and double booked or whatever, mm-hmm. and it just so happens one of my other actors in the movie put out a cast a rush call on all these on all these places on Facebook, and within within forty eight hours we had her cast. I mean, we had her do an audition. We had her do I think a couple auditions actually, and. She did. She did awesome. She did wonderful. I mean, she's. I think her background is in theater, theater mm-hmm. actor, and so is her husband. And her husband is actually in the movie too. Okay, which is pretty cool. I mean, he he was. I believe he was the lead in Spamalot, which aired or was on was on stage in Chicago pre-COVID, and he just I think wrapped another project uh, about like a month ago or what have That's you. So cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. 
pretty cool to have that kind of dynamic on set um, and work with that. And it's really, really neat. But yeah, everyone other than other than the lead actress and her husband, and I think there might be a couple others I already knew personally. And okay. I've worked with on on set personally before. Now, did you write yourself in the movie too, or do we have to wait to see? Did you do like a Quentin Tarantino, where you're the guy giving coffee in his own house? <laughs> no, I pulled a Stanley with a little cameo. Okay, word. Yeah, yeah I yeah. like that. I mean, some people. I've, I've been asked before, why didn't you take the lead? Why didn't you take a bigger role? Because it's not about me, right? I'm. I was. I was, and still, I'm a filmmaker. Um, but I was directing it. I didn't want to you know, take a big role and have to worry about directing at the same time. I mean, yeah, my AD could have done it, but that's not the point. You know, the point was to showcase local talent in this area, whether it's Chicago or anywhere in Illinois. In fact, the the teenager that is in the movie, she's from Murfreesboro, which is six hours from here, six hour drive in Illinois. And that's the furthest away. Um, the other one, she was living in Illinois, but she moved to San Diego. Okay. A good friend of mine. And so I would like to say 100% of the actors came from Illinois. 100% of the crew came from Illinois. All right. Which is good. So I believe really in supporting local talent that way. Much appreciated. That's I, good, man. I personally think I I achieved that with this movie. Good. You know, I think we did. I mean... Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. It's a lot of work, but it was fun. <laughs> no, I, well, we're friends on Facebook. Yeah, we totally. know the same people. I mean, uh, you know, Bob Lockwood hooked us mm-hmm. up and, and introduced us. And, mm-hmm. um, I was watching the whole time, yeah. seeing your stuff, seeing you post. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay tuned, coming stay tuned, soon, coming soon, this many yeah. days, this yeah. many weeks. I was watching it, so congratulations. Thank you. So you were a lurker, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Pun see, intended. as a, But yeah. <laughs> But see, yeah, because that's what I do. I that's lurk. Mm-hmm. I'm a comment guy. If mm-hmm. you're, if I see, if a post has more than three comments, I'm looking. I'm reading. Mm-hmm. But, but with with you and our other friends who are doing great things, mm-hmm. it's not so much me just lurking, observing. Like I'm rooting you on too. You know that. You know yes. I'm, I'm rooting. I root my people on from the from the. Uh, um, from the banner, the the rafters, man. Absolutely, lurking is what I was doing with this whole parade thing <laughs> you know yeah because as i was reading some of the comments like some of the comments just got a little bit crazy you know like, I, like it was payback for, I, I, yeah. you know i mean it's a it's an unfortunate mm-hmm. decision i think that's enough I mean, that's bad enough yeah you know yeah without assigning a nefarious cloud of smoke and a marionette over mm-hmm. the whole thing mm-hmm. uh yeah. the time is now eight forty-two a.m vanessa rodriguez aguirre says that she can't wait to see it hey yes there's many many ways you can get this get to the the premiere um yeah. It's posted all over my personal Facebook page. It's posted all over the Evil Evil Lurks Facebook page. Shout it's, out the Evil Lurks page, brother. Yeah, Evil Lurks. Yeah. yeah, Evil Lurks Facebook page. Yes, and it's on Crazy Rock Films Facebook page as well. Crazy um, Rock Films and yep. Evil Lurks. Yep. Emily, so excited! Awesome. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much. You. Thank and you. once again, you guys, here is the here is the flyer for it. Evil Lurks. The premiere is Charleston eighteen. Uh, in St. Charles on July 17th. There's a Q code here, which I have to block because the camera will pick it up. It's a good camera. 
Yeah, it does. Um, and come check out the world premiere of Evil Lurks. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And 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 to piggyback off what you just said, um, there's no time on that, but uh, the the event starts with red carpet at 6 p.m. Uh, Charles 1018 Theater offers uh, obviously general concessions. Mm-hmm. They offer beer, wine, mixed drinks as well for a concession price, which is. Like if you're going to a concert, <laughs> but needless to say, you can partake in that. The theater that we're going to be in it holds 127 seats, and it has four handicap accessible uh, locations within the theater okay. in the front for wheelchair accessibility. So that is that. But the um, we're we're going to have a whole red carpet premiere there. That starts at six, and then 6:45 we're going to be in the theater myself. Whatever cast and crew wants to step up, okay. creators are going to say a few words, thank them. Then after the movie, we're going to be doing a short Q and A, and that's going to wrap the evening, really. Okay. So yeah, mm-hmm. big stuff. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and this is your first <clears throat> premiere. Um, this is actually my second premiere. My okay. first one was as an actor. Okay. And that All was right. at um, the Hollywood Palms in Naperville. Okay. That was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And that's what prompted me to do this because I wanted to give back to the uh, actors and, you know, general public and that sort of thing. And, and yes, it'll be a professional photographer on site as well. Um, I'm good friends with him. So okay. he's going to be taking pictures of whatever. Is it Bob? No. That's, okay. It's unfortunately okay. not Bob. Bob, I think, <laughs> okay. might be a little bit too busy, but okay. that's fine. But it's someone that I work with at my survival job that... Um, Offered his services, which is great. So um, Scott Hayes is here. Good to see you, Scott. All right. Um, so the time is eight forty-five a.m. We talked about the elements of a horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any? So keeping in the horror realm, mm-hmm. what's some classic horror films? What's some favorites? What do you? What is Aaron? What is a guy who made a horror movie that's coming out? What scares him? <laughs> the one movie of all time that inspired me to make this movie is The Exorcist. The Exorcist? Yes, the okay. original one and the one that they put in, put the deleted scenes in. That movie messes, messes still, still to this day, which people might laugh because of my age, still messes with my mind to the point where I am turning on every single light in the house. And I sleep with the light on. I am not kidding. It messes wow. me. It messes with me that bad. I'm like, dude, this is this is disturbing. Right. But it's such an old movie, and I think personally, it was ahead of his time for his for its the storyline that sort of thing. People might disagree, but that's fine. You know, that's my opinion. What do you mean ahead of time because the storyline? Yeah, because the storyline and because of what they did the whole levitation and okay. that sort of thing. I mean, well, it was. Uh, it, I don't know what the right word would be, but it caused more than an uproar in the religious yep. society and circles. Mm-hmm. And it sure did. And that was what <clears throat> it was made in like seventy, whenever it was. Yeah, I can't remember that far uh, back. <laughs> I don't think end, I was even born when it was made. Uh, but but yeah, so it it, it did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I think that movie transcends transcends through the decades as well. I mean, because it's still popular movie should they remake it should they do a sequel absolutely not leave it alone leave it alone right <laughs> just leave it be because 
I mean, it's a classic. What made that movie so scary, you think? For me personally, the whole just uh, man, I mean, it got it got into my mind. I don't I don't know why I did. I would think I mean, visually, I mean, seeing the person's head spin around, the levitation, the way the girl walked down the stairs like in that whole backwards crab yeah, that was thing. Really, that's yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's disturbing for some people. People might think, ah, that's nothing. I've seen worse. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a lot worse out there. In fact, I own a lot worse of a movie on Blu-ray, which I watched one time. What movie is that? It is titled, not to to give it too much press, but it is titled a Serbian film. In fact, it was banned in Serbia for many years. It was dubbed the scariest movie in the world. No, it's the most disturbing movie in the world. Wow. It is... We'll, we'll talk off off okay. microphone about it. Trust me, it's, it's the family show. Okay, yes, thank you very yes, much. I want I want to keep it keep it clean. So, um, like that. Cindy said, "Hold on, I want to read what she said." She said, "Coyote or Tracy did? Uh, excuse me, Tracy said, Coyote and I love the Rob Zombie version of Halloween.' Mm. Uh, we also love the original, but the Rob Zombie version gives a more realistic look at Michael Myers' family life. Mm, okay. uh, it's a really good horror suspense series okay. on Netflix called Midnight Mass. Has a really freaky ending. I've I've heard of that one. I've heard Midnight of that Mass. One. Yeah, I've heard of that one, and and another movie that's done that's done by a, done by a family. They call themselves the Adams Family because that's their last name is Adams. They're out of New York and they're independent filmmakers. They did a movie called Hellbender, which is on Shudder. And I've been talking to them back and forth. Just, I mean, just how does what they used to film? They used an old uh, digital SLR camera to film it, and it turned out awesome. Really? I mean, I am it, it, it for what they for what the budget was and what they were using, and the lighting or lack thereof. Right. It turned out great. You can do a lot with the little meager stuff that you have. Mm-hmm. So I was telling you, I've been mm-hmm. using that camera mm-hmm. with that green screen. Mm-hmm. The biggest issue right now is that like it produces, I mean, literally 180 seconds of footage of anything produces like almost two gigs of a little thing. Like it it just makes such large stuff, and mm-hmm. that that's a problem. Like, well, you know, <laughs> I as a novice who's trying to do this kind yeah. of thing, like I haven't been ready for that. Like, yeah. oh wow, I got to get multiple terabyte external hard drives or whatnot <laughs> just to produce something. Funny, funny, funny you speak on that because my uh, mentor out in California owns a red uh, cinematic camera. I believe it films high highest is eight K. He 8K. Had 8K, yes. He um has an his he has a ninety and I'm not exaggerating, a ninety terabyte external hard drive to store films that he uses that wow. he films with that camera. So the higher the quality, the bigger mm-hmm. the drives you're gonna need. Um we use we filmed we, we filmed in ten eighty for Eve Alerts because we didn't want the clarity. We wanted because a horror film has to be dirty, in my opinion. It has to have that grime and grit and just dirtiness. That's to what it. made Exorcist scary. Exactly one of the elements. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I think that has a lot to play into it. I mean, I nobody so. nobody wants to see in 4K a horror film um, someone's pores or what they ate last week for dinner. Right. You know, you don't want to see that. Right. You you want to get in the movie and. Just feel it. Exactly. You're going to feel this movie, especially when the bass hits in certain locations. We we screen tested Sucker, the theater. 
it vibrated the movie theater. It okay. was awesome. Okay. And we measured a decibel level. The highest I think it got was like 122 decibels. So you've, you've, this is, all right, so your first premiere was as an actor. Yes. This is your second premiere as a filmmaker. Yep, filmmaker and director, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the third incarnation going to be of uh, Aaron Hawkins? What's next? President? What the, what the hell's... <laughs> how are you going to follow that up, bro? <laughs> What's the haps, man? Funny, Alejandro, good morning. Funny you mention that. Uh, when we were filming Evil Lurks, I actually started writing a sequel to it. Um, that is still in the works. I am actually writing another horror film, which I have titled Doomsday. The title is a working title. means I can change it anytime. Uh, with... Another fellow filmmaker and close friend, uh, Mr. Dre Boyd. Andre Boyd. Yes. Dre Stutt. Yes. Good brother. Yes, Good brother. Yep, yep. I mean, so we meet every week and we just we just write, collaborate, and just bam. Because I actually had this script for Doomsday actually written already, but it was more of like a... It was more like a... Like, it felt like more of a Fallout 4 video game kind of movie. And I'm like, nah, I got to get away from that. I don't want anything... I want to remove myself from that, so... But I mean, I get my inspiration from everywhere, playing video games, watching weird stuff on TV. So, and that's what my inspiration for that one was. Okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Time is eight fifty-three a.m. Yikes! It's moving. It's moving. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, Alejandra, as well. Um, so we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. We got to debut and mention Evil Lurks again. Mm-hmm. Crazy Rock Films is on Facebook. Yes, it's on Facebook. Um. And um, uh, what else was it? It wasn't just Crazy Rock Films. Uh, Evil Lurks is on Facebook. Evil Lurks is on Facebook yes. as well. Yeah. Um, what? Um, what's next? <sighs> well, after after the screen test of this movie, we all we all breathed a collective sigh of relief. Which yeah, which um, was great. And now the seventeenth is when it debuts. Yes. When's what's the now till then look like? Now till then is me taking the movie, putting watermarked on it okay. for distribution companies. So if, let's say XYZ distribution wants to talk, they want to see the movie, I put their name across as a watermark and send them a link and here's the screener. Let's talk business. Okay. Um during the filming, we had a grand total of 10 distribution companies reach out to us, one being in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, one is a former CEO of MGM, so he owns his own distribution company. And that is the first person I'm going to go to. Right. <laughs> um, because he, not saying, not saying anybody else doesn't know what they're doing, but I'm going to go aim high. Right. Aim high is what I'm getting at. Absolutely. You know, Swing you, for the fences. Swing for the fences and That's get that right. home run, man. I mean, and one thing I've learned in in this business, you get told no a lot. But if you turn the word no on its end, no means next opportunity. So if you look at it from that perspective, it's not negative. Right. So, And that's a good thing. Oh, so, Yeah. That's that's what I'm doing in, from now until uh, the premiere. I'm also going to be cutting up the the footage for uh, the actors so they can have it for the demo reels. So that's that's important. That's very for important. An actor. Yeah, because that's 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 one aspect of an actor's calling card or bit or business card, if you will. Is right. 
seeing their performances. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I look forward to seeing you at the Cannes Film Festival and all that and stuff, so I can be like, yo, I know that too. <laughs> I interviewed your boy. Yeah. Um, so congratulations. Thank you. I and sat and talked with you when you were when you were doing it, yep. and now it now it's about to be debut day. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. Exactly. And um, if if you and your significant other would like to come out that day. By all means, you're you're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate that, you're brother. Welcome. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I'd like to catch you, uh, catch you open, man. Support you. I appreciate yeah. that, man. Yeah. Um, so, Evil Lurks. Follow Evil Lurks and Crazy Rock Films on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, so the show ends on a positive note. Right. What's your message today to the uh, people of Aurora? <laughs> well, the, the whole world since they'll see this. It's premiere status. Positive. Don't yeah, eat man. yellow snow. <laughs> Positive, I would like to say positive and inspirational would be, for me personally, and it would resonate with anyone in the world, is never give up. Never let anybody tell you no. And take risks. Swing for the fences, people, because that's the only, one of the only ways you're going to get where you need to go and um, live your dreams. Because when I started doing this, I had people say, oh, it's a pipe dream. And my thought process was it was uh, hold my beer and watch this. Right. And, you know, it's also about connections, too. But primarily is don't give up. Amen to that, man. Amen to that. Ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate our brother Aaron Hawkins coming back on the show for a part two. Mm -hmm. And once again, get to know Evil Lurks and be sure to follow the page on Facebook as well. And Crazy Rock Films, too. Um... So, yeah, that was also, don't forget, that was the news of the day was the um, parade and everything happening with that. Uh, you can send an email to goodmorningaurorail at gmail.com, and you can still let us know what you think about the parade. We'll talk about it on Monday as well, too. Uh, have a blessed weekend, all of you guys. Emily, you too. Shout out to Zenloff. Take care of yourself and each other. Thank you.